0: Well, Friday of the first week of Advent here, already through that first week and heading towards the weekend. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond. Thanks for being a part of this hour of spiritual direction here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. So have you started watching any Christmas movies yet? Or are you waiting on those? (laughs) Or do you not like Christmas movies? If you do like them, what's your favorite Christmas movie? The one that you can watch every year and you never grow tired of it. In our house, our family, at some point leading up to Christmas Day, will probably have a few of those Christmas movies that we do indeed watch. Some of the ones that always seem to be pulled up every year or every two years, they're films like White Christmas, uh, A Christmas Story, maybe one of the old Rankin-Bass stop-motion specials, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Santa Claus is Coming to Town. But maybe my favorite Christmas movie is the classic that so many of us have grown up with that we all love, It's a Wonderful Life. And it's not only a great Christmas movie, but it's simply one of the very best movies ever made. And while the characters of George and Mary and George's guardian angel Clarence, they're the lead characters of the story, it has this very rich tapestry of secondary characters that make the story full and complete. People like Uncle Billy the lovable but always forgetful uh, partner there working with George in their mortgage company. There's Bert, the police officer, Ernie, the cab driver. They both serenade George and Mary outside the window for dinner on their wedding night. And as a little side note of trivia for you, Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street are actually named after those two characters from this movie. There's also Martini, the owner of the bar where George goes to have a drink when he's worried that he's going to be ruined by the loss of the deposit for the bank. There's Mr. Gower, the druggist, the pharmacist who owns that drugstore where George works as a boy. There's Sam Wainwright. There's Violet Bick, the friends of George and Mary from their school. We have George and Mary's children, Tommy and Pete and Janie, and maybe most memorable because of the flower petals that she gives to her father to fix. There's Zuzu. And then, of course, there's mean old Mr. Potter. And if we didn't have this wonderful ensemble of so many characters in It's a Wonderful Life, the story wouldn't be what it is, because we have to meet all of them to understand how George Bailey's life impacted each one of them in some special way. Similarly, each year at this time, we hear the real Christmas story. We hear about all the events leading up to and surrounding the birth of Jesus. And sometimes we might just focus on Mary and Joseph, uh, Mary and Jesus. And while they are absolutely central, there is no Christmas story without them. We don't want to forget all of the other figures that are part of this story. Real people that are impacted by all of the events of Jesus coming into the world. And that's what we'd like to discuss today here on the Inner Life. We want to take some time to look at the other people, people that we might gloss over when we hear the story of Jesus' birth, what we can learn from these people, the very first saints of the church, and what does their example mean for us during this season of Advent. And joining us is our spiritual director for the hour. Father Vince Guest is with us. He's a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. He's the pastor of Sacred Heart Parish there in Camden. And Father Vince, so glad to have you back with us once again on The Inner Life.
1: Josh, uh, good good morning, and uh, thanks so much for having me back. i happy to be with you again, and blessed that event to you and, and to all the listeners. And I'm, I'm so happy you you that off with uh, your favorite Christmas movie because I I boy I agree with you, that's my favorite movie of all time. As you uh, as it is yours, as you said, uh, so much uh, richness in in it's a wonderful life. I can watch it. I do watch it again and again. I remember. Actually, the first time I saw it, my my dad called my brothers and my sister and I down the living room. Uh, I was a youngster, and we're more interested in Frosty and and Rudolph, as you mentioned. But my dad said, "Now watch this movie. This is gonna, you know, we love this movie. This is my favorite." And within minutes, I was just captured by it, and I still get teary-eyed when I watch the movie. At the end, and George George realizes uh, how he's touched uh, so many ways, so many lives, in so many ways that. The tapestry of, of of people in our lives that we meet interact with um, just becomes surreal real for George, as it does for all of us, as, as you imagine. So, yeah, well, and
0: memory. oh, yeah, it's a beautiful movie. And I, I remember the first time I watched it; I don't think I had watched it for maybe five, six, seven years, and then I happened to watch it. And the the point was, I wasn't a father before, and then my wife and I had got married, we had children, and so I think I might have had just our, our oldest two daughters, you know, uh, very, very young, starting out family at the time. And I happened to go back and watch It's a Wonderful Life. And at the end, I, I same thing, I, I don't cry at movies, but boy, I got choked up at the end there when yeah. the whole town comes in and, you know, uh, all of his friends, all the people he's impacted, hey, George, mm-hmm. we're going to rally behind you and we're going to take care of you. I, I'm even getting chills right now just thinking about it. It's such a beautiful
1: moment. <laughs> I am too, And. Yeah. Yeah, answer. for
0: me as a father with, you know, oh, now I'm providing for my family and I'm helping to take care of them. And if I faced ruin like George might have at that moment to have people who care about you enough, that they're going to say, no, we're going to help you through this rough time right here. It, it, it is. It's such a beautiful movie. Yeah.
1: You're the, the father. Every time a
0: bell rings, an angel gets his <laughs> There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Nick. Great. Thanks for Zuzu. Uh, go ahead, Father. What were you yeah. saying?
1: Yeah, and, and I guess my dad was acting as, as a true father by, by calling his children down you know, with my mom to watch that movie, you know, and that's what uh, the great gift of fatherhood, you know, like St. Joseph was, you know, just teaching those life lessons that sometimes it's through scripture, but sometimes it is through through art and, and through film. And so um, that's what being a dad is all about, I think, so.
0: Well, so, Father Vince, as we talk today about some of these saints that we encounter surrounding the birth of Jesus and leading us through this time of Advent. Uh, First of all, you know, I mean, we could go through and kind of list. I mentioned, you know, Mary and Jesus, of course, central to that. But then we have Joseph, we have uh, Elizabeth, Zechariah, we have uh, John the Baptist, um, you know, some of the other people that are in place there as well in that Christmas narrative. But through all of these different people, is there maybe kind of a common thread or a theme that Really stands out to you before we maybe dive into individuals and what we might reflect on in their lives. Anything that kind of is an overarching message we might take away?
1: I think there is, Josh. You know, when when you read through those infancy narratives, you know those first few chapters of, of Matthew and and Luke's gospel, and, um, and of course we see those great figures sticking out as they play that role in salvation history. There's much we can learn from from them, um, from all of them. You know, um, one thing that of course comes to mind is, is trust. You know, how Mary trusted, you know, in in the angel and, and said yes to the angel. You know, especially in the midst of of a challenging and difficult circumstances. You know, being told that she was expecting a child, but she she trusted, um, as did Joseph, as did Joseph. Um, I think we can take that trust in our own lives when we're faced with uh, challenging circumstances, uh, like Joseph was, an and at faced, and our Blessed Mother, to trust that God is, is working through this and will make all things good according to his plan. The great confidence they had, Josh, in, in, in God. No doubt they were just rooted in, in their faith, in the Jewish world of, of their faith at the time. They were alive or rooted around God's action in their life and they had great confidence in in God's love for them and and that God will fulfill his promises. And so when the angel appeared, Gabriel appeared to our blessed mother and when Joseph had that dream, because they are rooted in, in so much um, of their faithfulness to God and salvation in history, they could trust. They could trust that this was God's plan. They needed great courage, another great great trait that, that Joseph and, and Mary Uh, portrayed in the whole in-between narrative and the whole life of of the holy family was courage that grace under pressure despite what others may think and the circumstances that surrounded them they said yes and great courage as the saints following them did as well they were obedient now they they did say yes as opposed to oftentimes in the old testament when uh, the Israelites wandered away from God and wandered away from what God, what God was calling them to do and worship false gods. They they maintained their their obedience uh, to to God and to God's plan through the very very difficult circumstances they faced as a as a family in his early years, especially in you know, their traveling and, and fleeing persecution and, and even death. They, they were obedient to God no doubt, no doubt, they were rooted in prayer, right? They're, the Jewish world was right. rooted in prayer. And, and because of that, they could trust, they could have confidence, they could have courage, and they could obey.
0: You know, as you're talking about, you know, the trust, the courage, the obedience, um, one of the things that kind of strikes me on that is the first person we really meet in Luke's uh, account of the, the all the events leading up to the birth of jesus first person we really encounter is Zechariah, and he's a priest he would be the one that you would think would be most immersed in prayer out of all of the different people that we see you know uh, uh, out of joseph mary out of uh, himself Zechariah or elizabeth he's a priest and he's the one who seems to have the most difficult time with that trust Because when the archangel Gabriel comes to him and tells him, you are going to uh, be the father of this one who will prepare the way for the Savior, the Messiah, Zechariah, he doesn't believe the message from Gabriel right away, and he's struck mute. He's only able to speak after the birth of John the Baptist after he confirms that the baby's name is John. What do you think we can learn from Zechariah? Because he does kind of stand out in that way compared with everybody else who seems to just be very trusting, very willing to just say, yes, I I will follow where you lead, God. Whatever you're asking of me, I'll, I'll do it.
1: You know, when I, when I read through those infancy narratives, I'm just struck by how God works in the simplicity of, of our lives and with simplicity of, of of those around us it was it was the simplicity and the poverty you know of of a humble teenage girl that salvation history can could come come to life you know through the birth of the messiah not through the professional religious a humble young woman uh who god works through and we see that all through the gospels actually it's often, it's almost, uh, Zechariah becomes almost a, uh, foreshadows how God and how Jesus works through his life in the Gospels. It's it's the humble, the unexpected uh, folks who respond to God's plan. You know, it's the woman with the hemorrhage reaching out. You know, it's, it's the thief on the cross seeking forgiveness at the end of Jesus's life. It's the Roman centurion saying, yes, you are the son of God. Whereas the professional religious of the day, the scribes and the Pharisees are constantly questioning, constantly subjecting Jesus to uh, interrogation uh, and unbelief. Yet the simple, the humble, the unexpected are, are those who, who respond to God's love. Uh, you know they know they know they need a savior. They, they they're yearning for the Messiah to come into their lives, and and that's what we're called to do. You know we're, we're called in our simple, humble ways and whether me as a priest or you as a layman, as a father, and all those who are listening, you know, we're called in our simple, humble ways to maintain that same obedience to know that God is working through us and and to, yes, admit we need a Savior, admit all that humility and accept Jesus into our lives, whether it's Christmas or every day of our lives, to, to humbly uh, just bow ourselves and say, yes, Lord, I need you. And I think mary and joseph recognized that whereas the professional religious like zechariah you know failed to do that at, the, at that particular moment in in his life
0: hmm. i really like that that you know god working through the simplicity through those who are are maybe the ones we wouldn't expect it, it made me think of saint bernadette and our lady appearing to her at lords and you know just a simple young girl and she's the one that she comes to, you know, our lady doesn't necessarily appear at that point to a uh, well-known priest, even to the Pope, the Holy father. She appears to this young girl who would seem maybe the last person that should be receiving a message from the blessed mother there in mm-hmm. <laughs> what would be kind you're, of no place in France at that time.
1: Josh, you're, you're, you're picking my favorites uh, today. It's like we had, we, we didn't even pre- preview this, but my favorite movie is, uh, it's a wonderful life. And my favorite is saint is St. Bernadette. <laughs> um, for that same reason, just the simplicity of that young, again, you know, a teenage girl looking for firewood, you know, you know, by the, by the river. And, uh, and there, Mary appears to her and and despite rejection by her parents, uh, by the religious of the day, you know, by the priest and the bishop, by the authorities threatening jail and what have you, uh, the sisters in the convent, um, a young girl who, who even failed her catechism class. Right. Yet, um, she was confident that yes, Virgin Mary is speaking to me. Uh, she said, "A lady, the beautiful lady," you know, went in the grotto, and uh, from that we have, we know, know uh, definitively the immaculate conception. So, so yes, uh, whether it's Jacinta, at Fatima or Francisco or or Bernadette, or Catherine Labore, all those wonderful women and and young men who who our lady appeared to, kind of modeling, you know, those early days of salvation history when when the angel appeared to her, to Mary, and, and when uh, the other figures in the narratives responded to God's call and, and all throughout the life of Jesus. The humble, the simple, uh, sometimes in other people's eyes, the uneducated, uh, non professionals uh, hear God's word and listen and, and do as God is asking them to do.
0: Our spiritual director today on The Inner Life is Father Vince Guest. He's a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey, pastor of Sacred Heart Parish there in Camden. And today we're talking about those saints that we encounter during Advent and what we can learn from them. And how about you? Which saint in the Christmas story maybe speaks to you the most? Is there one of the saints that has had an impact on your life? One that has helped you to grow closer, more united with Christ? And how has that taken place in your life? And our studio line to call into and join the program is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlife at And uh, Father, we're going to take a short little pause here. But when we come back, let's continue talking about and looking at some of the specific people in the story of Christmas, all those events leading up to the birth of Jesus. We'll continue that right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director this hour, Father Vince Guest, a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. And today we're talking about those saints that we encounter throughout Advent, all the different events leading up to the birth of Jesus. And which one of those saints in that Christmas story speaks most to you? Is there one of the saints that has helped you in your life? maybe has been a powerful intercessor for you, helped you to grow closer to Christ, helped to strengthen your faith in some way. And how has that taken place in your life? You can call in and join the program, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father Vince, uh, let's dive into some of the individuals that we see, you know, outside of Jesus, I mentioned Mary is the primary figure that we see in the Christmas story. And we could spend easily the entire hour only talking about her role, but we do want to get to some of these other saints. So um, can you perhaps give us your thoughts uh, what might be good to reflect on regarding Mary during this season of Advent? You know, kind of picking up on that theme of simplicity that we talked about, the obedience, the trust, the courage that she exhibited in her life and her response to the words from the Archangel Gabriel. Uh, what, what should we look at? What should we think about, reflect on, you know, in our time in prayer and meditating uh, regarding the Virgin Mary?
1: Well, we can... Always turn to Mary, you know, uh, at Advent, at Christmas, and and, and every uh, moment of our lives. You know, we, we learn from her from the Annunciation, as, as we spoke about uh, before the break, of her willingness to say yes to the angel, and we model that by our willingness to say yes, you know, to God, yes to Christ and His Church, every day of our lives, as, as our Blessed Mother Mary did. Uh, we learn from her. Another another great feast we have in, in Advent is of course a, a, the Immaculate Conception in our Lady know, of Guadalupe, And and we learn that she is our compassionate mother, our, our merciful mother. And we can turn to our, our blessed mother every moment of our lives, you know, knowing that she is there for us to intercede to for us before her son. As she held her son Jesus, uh, at his death, uh now she's she's right there with our Lord in heaven and we bring to have our prayers, our intercessions, uh, our sorrows, and our joys, you know, as she reflected on them. She's a model of prayer for us, too, as we hear in the great magnificat in, in Luke's gospel. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And, and, and we need, we need to, just, to do the same, uh, Josh, in our, in our lives, to, to have that spirit of, of joyful prayerfulness, knowing that God is with us always. And no matter what's happening in our life, you know, God is with us, walking with us. We do have a savior as, as Mary knew. Mary always pointed to, to, to Jesus in, in her life. You know, we know from the great wedding feast of Canaan and, and John's gospel, you know, do reads to tells you. We have learned that from our blessed mother, from her first moment of, of yes, to the Archangel Gabriel, uh to point Jesus in in his, in his public ministry and, and to listen to, to Jesus in our lives. Mary has so many lessons for, for us as as a mother of faith, as the first disciple, you know, as we're called to be followers and disciples of Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Mary was the first to do that. You know, by that humble, simple yes, you know, in her town of Nazareth and and every day of her life she just breathes. That yes, and breathe that obedience and confidence in, in God, our Savior, as we're called to do, uh, even and especially in those most challenging moments that we face in our life. And, and we have them, but Mary is modeled for us to, uh, to deal with them, model trust.
0: You know, the other thing that, as you're talking about that too, you know, being that first example for us. She's also that first example of welcoming people in to meet her son when the shepherds come to visit, and then followed by that, you know, later on, the magi, and, you know, that we can also follow her example of welcoming others, introducing them to Jesus.
1: Yeah, I often, in, in my prayer life, I often, especially during this Advent Christmas season, you know, while, you know, St. Nicholas of Lola, one of my favorite saints, uh, kind of teaches us to um, place ourselves, you know, in, in the, uh, in the gospel scene. And, and I encourage our, our listeners to, to do that, especially with, you know, with the birth of Jesus and just to picture themselves you know, at the manger there. You know, place yourself right in the scene and, and smell the animals and feel the hay and the cold air. You know, just place yourself right, right there. And, and my, my prayer, to see Mary uh, just holding her child Jesus and, and Joseph next to her and then showing me you know, the uh, Messiah, her, her, her newborn son, and say, Yes, yeah, yeah, it's okay, Vince, come closer. You know, he's here for you. Now he's, he's here for all of us. Come closer, kiss his head. And, and, and those thoughts are going to be great, great joy because, you know, I think that's what Mary does, as you say. She welcomes us in, into the manger you know, along with Joseph and, and with our Savior. And if we place ourselves in, in that scene, and invite others and our families, you know, to be in that scene with us, uh, knowing we you know, we, are there, we are right there and you know, with the Blessed Mother, always pointing to our Son, the Savior. And, and I think it's a great way for us to pray, you know, especially during this Advent season, to, to put ourselves right right with the Holy Family and the shepherds and the angels, just being glorious, you know, with all the joy of that, that moment.
0: Well, and as you talk about the Holy Family, then obviously the next most obvious person we come to, the saints that we encounter around Advent leading up to Christmas, it's Saint Joseph. And, you know, also for him being a central figure there in that Christmas narrative, we never actually hear any words spoken by him. We hear Words spoken by Zechariah, by Elizabeth, by um, the archangel Gabriel, by Mary herself. We hear these different things that are spoken by all these different people, but we never hear anything spoken by Joseph. He's this silent presence there throughout the story. What do you think? what What stands out? what What should we learn from Joseph as we look ahead to Christmas?
1: Yeah, isn't it, Isn't it uh, amazing? You know how, how Joseph uh, responds. You know. Uh, to God in obedience I think it's four times you know he responds to the dream you know by taking Mary as his wife yeah you know by by fleeing to to Egypt to protect the holy family by returning to Israel then the fourth time by by settling you know in Nazareth and and raising his son but all through that you know he's the he's a silent figure you know uh, at least in words but he's a man of action you know he's he's a man of action for sure and all those activities and actions you know I think we can learn much from, from Saint Joseph. And this you know, as we often speak about here on relevant Radio and in our parishes, this is the year of Saint Joseph and there's so much we can we can take take from him. But just that silence I think calls us to treasure the silence we have in in our in our own our own lives or that we should call in our own lives. You know, we live in a a world, Josh, as you know, of so much noise. You know, whether it's the noise of, of the internet or of cell phones, or, or instant communications, or the world, or, or, or 24-hour news cycles, and, and there's so much noise. I think one thing uh, I encourage our listeners, and, and I have to tell myself this too, is especially during this busy time of admin, families are running around, and, and, and there's so much going on, and it's all, it's all good things, um, but we really need to take that time to sit back and, and the treasure of silence and, and the treasure of God's, God's love for us, and, and to take a moment to pray, to recognize the true, you know, reason for the season is is Jesus, our Savior. And, you know, take that time, that silence, as Joseph modeled. We're going to wake up on Christmas morning and wondering where, where Advent went, which happens to, to so many of us, you know, during the course of Advent. But but I really encourage our our, our listeners to take take some silence, in, in our busy lives, and I, I would I would encourage folks to to schedule it. For me, the best time is early in the morning, because um, my my life as a priest to kicks off after the morning mass. So that's right. why i come up at five o'clock, and that's my my time just to kind of just be silent with with the Lord and and listen, you know, to where God's calling me that day. And and that's something I, I really encourage our listeners to to do to to keep that that silence and and to do what the Lord is calling us to do you know, that, that particular day. Uh, he's, he's a
0: man. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Father.
1: No, no just he's just a man of, of silence, but also a, a man of action. And and I also take from Joseph, especially in, in this year of, of, of Joseph, how important it is for fathers, you know, to, to lead their families. And there's mm-hmm. no doubt the best way for a father to, to do that is to model faith, as my my good dad did in our family, along with my mom. But so so important for, for men, for fathers to, to be models of faith for their families and, and there's no better model than than the head of the holy family, Saint Joseph. Father Vince
0: Guest is our spiritual director this hour here on the inner life and talking about the saints that we encounter in Advent. The saints uh, surrounding those events uh, leading up to the birth of Jesus. And is there one of those saints that has really made an impact in your life? Maybe it's St. Joseph, just as Father Vince is talking about, who has been that example, who has helped you in your life. Maybe even uh, been a, a powerful intercessor for you, helped you. Uh, in areas where you've needed that in your life, been an example for you. Maybe it's our Blessed Mother, maybe it's St. John the Baptist or St. Elizabeth or one of the other saints that we see in that Christmas narrative. And our studio line to call in and join the program, 888 914 914 9149 And as you're talking about uh, St. Joseph and that silence, making that time, that space for that silence, you also mentioned you know, that it gives you an opportunity to listen. And I think that maybe is something very important. You know, Joseph, he's, he's not so busy talking, he's not so surrounded with noise and conversation that he misses what God is telling him. In listening, in being open and silent in those times where he can hear what God is telling him, then he's able to fulfill his role In that leadership, as a protector for Jesus and Mary, in those first years of Jesus's life,
1: absolutely, you know, and I think it's it's through, you know, his quiet, reflective manner, he recognized his 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 role in salvation history, his his role as a protector, uh, as a provider, as one who provides the the example to Jesus. Jesus grew in, in wisdom, you know, and and no doubt that Joseph was a part of that. Uh, with, with our Blessed Mother. You know, I can just picture again, you know, in, in my prayer life, just seeing how Joseph w- would help Jesus learn his prayers and and, and learn, you know, the Hebrew Scriptures. And, and along with Mary, you know, going to the synagogue, you know, when, uh, together as, as a family, as he traveled, you know, on pilgrimage, you know, Passover time and other times. Just being a model, a silent, a strong figure of faith, as a hard worker, you know, walking with Jesus. And I, I always imagine Jesus this uh, around the workshop of Joseph, and Joseph being very patient with him as, he, as young boys love to be with their fathers when they're working on a project, you know, around the home, and picking up a hammer or holding a nail or, or holding a, pl- a piece of wood, and how Joseph would have been, you know, that figure for Jesus, and then teaching him to create, and then working with uh with you know, with with Jesus and Jesus is working with, with Joseph and learning so much from him, uh, his patience, is how he worked with others, how he was respectful, and compassionate passion towards others, and just the whole atmosphere of the Holy Family uh, that Joseph models, uh, in between the human narratives, and then the whole life of Christ, which is very silent. We don't hear read about that in Scripture, but um, no no doubt that Joseph was that that model for for Jesus and. And, and that's why we, Pope Francis and her wisdom has called, you know, for special prayers this year. So all of us can, can model that faithfulness, that obedience, you know, that compassion, that strength, that hardworking, uh, person that we're called to emulate in our lives. So yeah, Saint Joseph is a saint for Advent, Josh, no doubt, but one of the great saints of all times. So we turn in a special way
0: well and so we've talked about the holy family uh we mentioned zechariah the first person we really kind of see in luke's gospel that we meet there initially and uh zechariah of course married to elizabeth mary's cousin and that might be a good place to go next elizabeth she's expecting john the baptist um another saint in looking at the life of elizabeth what stands out to you? What might, might we reflect on in her life as we uh, go through these next few weeks of Advent?
1: Another, another great saint uh, in, in, in Scripture, in Luke's Gospel, you know, how Mary is modeled on, on Elizabeth's words. You know, and, um, and, and I love, when I reflect upon St. Elizabeth, I reflect often upon the uh, mutuality, I'll call it, in, in ministry. You know how, how Elizabeth, how Mary went to, went to, to Elizabeth you know, to help her in, in her pregnancy, and Mary pregnant herself as a younger woman, and Elizabeth as a more mature adult. Mary going to her to help her, and Elizabeth reaching out and going to Mary and helping her uh, in her young, young days as an as expectant mom. But just how there's great mutuality. I think, with, with those two figures in, in, in Luke's gospel. And I find, out, find that in, in my own ministry, Josh, and I'm sure others do too, whether you're a registrar or as, as, a, as a layman, or laywoman, you know, um, how we reach out to others, helping them, but so often, see, the other thing happens, that those we reach out to help us you know, by, by their faithfulness and, and their love and, and their example develops around that mutuality, you know, in, in in one reaching out to the other in, in love and in service and in compassion. And I see that in a whole scene with Elizabeth and, and Mary. And what what I call the mutuality. You know, they're, they're together in service to each other. And there's great holiness in, in that. And so many times I find that find that in my life as a priest, I'll visit faithfulness and love and their compassion and their obedience enriched each other's lives. And they were strengthened you know, by each other's beauty and faithfulness and love. And I think that's really how we should look upon each other, you know, how we're called to that mutuality you know, in ministry, you know, we strengthen each other by doing God's work you know, in the world today and with our families.
0: Our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest, a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. Today we're talking about those saints that we encounter throughout Advent. And which of those saints has helped you in your life? Maybe been an intercessor for you, maybe been an example, helping you to grow in holiness, to grow closer to Christ. And we'd love to hear how those saints have impacted your life. Our studio line is 888-914-9149, 914 9149 And we'll continue our conversation. Uh, go ahead and move on to uh, St. John the Baptist coming up next. We'll talk about his role in the Christmas narrative here on relevant radio and the relevant Radio app. Today's programming is brought to you by St. Gregory Recovery Center in Iowa. More information about their faith-centered addiction treatment is available at relevantradio.com/st Gregory. Thanks for joining us today here on The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest. He's a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey, pastor of Sacred Heart Parish in Camden. And today talking about those saints that have made a difference in our life, especially the saints that we come across during Advent. And which one of those has impacted your life? Which one has helped you grow in holiness? Which uh, one has been an example for you? Uh, which one has been that powerful intercessor for you? 888 is our studio line to call into the program. 888 And uh, Father, uh, we talked about St. Elizabeth right before the break, the mother of John the Baptist. So let's move on to John the Baptist himself. And we have really the the main encounter that we have with John the Baptist is uh, in the womb of Elizabeth and then when he is born. But he's this one who is supposed to prepare the way for Jesus, this radical voice that calls people to repentance, that they should prepare themselves, ready themselves for the coming of the Messiah. And uh, that's still a very necessary message for all of us, not only during Advent, but throughout all the year, throughout our entire lives. Prepare yourself for Christ.
1: Absolutely. And, and they're, they're the exact words we we'll hear this Sunday, in uh, a Sunday Mass, the second Sunday of Advent, uh, we hear this year from Luke's Gospel. And those there's, there's, there's very same words, uh, Josh, a voice crying out in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord to make straight his path. And, and that's exactly what John the Baptist, uh, you know, uh, calls us to and, and his his role in salvation history. Uh, unlike uh, Joseph, uh, you know, we do hear some words from John the Baptist, and they're very strong words in, in, in the various Gospels. And um, and they're just, just, as you said, they're, it's a call. He's in the early parts of the Gospel, you know, right after the birth of Jesus and his infancy in narratives. And, and the temptations, you know, and, as Jesus prepares for his public ministry, there's his cousin John, you know, right right there before him, you know, announcing you know, his coming and a call to preparation. And especially what, what I like to point out today is his call to, uh, to repentance. Um, prepare the way of the Lord. Repent, repent. And I think that may have gotten some folks in his day angry. Uh, and, and as you pointed out, as a prophet, he pointed out Herod, you know, some of the evil ways and in moral ways he was living in a cross, literally his his head, John the Baptist. But I you know, I think this time of Advent is a time of preparation. And and that's that's why we have four purple or violet candles and, and one rose candle, you know, it is a time of preparation and, and penance in, in many ways. Uh, not the kind of penance we may expect in, in Lent, but still a time of, of, of penance in, in many ways. And and I really encourage our, our, our listeners to, to take advantage of the Sacrament of Reconciliation during the season of Advent. You know, take heed of, of, of the Baptist cry. You know, you're going to hear John the Baptist this weekend and, and next weekend and his call to conversion and, and to and to repent our lives, repent. And and there's no better time, you know, as we enter into this new church here, you know, for Advent, and then to take advantage of that. You know, many parishes have penance services, you know, during Advent, or certainly confession availability on the weekends or during the week. And I really encourage our, our folks to uh to do to do just that, just to sit back and reflect about how, you know, maybe we're in in, in your life, you know, you strayed a little bit, you need to get back on point again and you know God's mercy is always there. You know, God's compassion is always there, always calling us forth. And and John's a voice for that. He's a voice for Again, it's back on track again in our daily lives and and what a great way, I think, to prepare for Christmas than to listen to John the Baptist and, and humbly recognize our 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 sinfulness, you know, the way we strayed in life and, and to get back on track again. It's you know, a model, you know, that the life of Christ is calling us to do. I love I love the Baptist because this uh, ruddiness, you know, I just picture him in the desert, you know, with his camel hair and eating grasshoppers, kind of a wild hair, kind of wild man, you know, look about him. But, but a man of great integrity, and but always, always Christ-centered, always pointing to Christ. You know, when when John speaks in the Gospels, it's always not about me, not about him, but about. You know, the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God. Right. I'm not worried. Yeah, he
0: he must me. increase, I must decrease. Yeah right. yeah,
1: right. And boy, isn't that so true in, in all of our lives, you know, let the life of Christ increase in us, you know, and, and to not think less about ourselves, but let the light of Christ shine, shine through us. And John the Baptist, one of the patrons of Advent, for sure, as we hear in, in various gospel readings during the season and And just just that, as you said, you know we're a, a call to repentance, a call to to point to Christ and to allowing the light of Christ to to shine through us to allow that light to to increase and in our selfish ways at times to to decrease
0: you know one of the other things that might be good to talk about here, Father Vince, is um you you made reference to the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception that's coming up next week. We'll also have the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, December 12th. Uh, Today is the Feast of St. Francis Xavier. We've got on this upcoming Monday the Feast of St. Nicholas, uh, followed by the day after on December 7th, it's the Feast of St. Ambrose. And we encounter so many different saints In the season of Advent, Uh, Ambrose is one that kind of stood out to me as I was thinking about the different feast days. And the reason it stood out is because I think he might be a great saint to pray to for parents or grandparents who are listening right now who have their own grown children or their grandchildren that are coming to visit for Christmas, especially if their kids or their grandkids have left the church if they've walked away, because Ambrose was that instrumental person who helped guide St. Augustine back to the faith. So might be a good opportunity to ask St. Ambrose to pray that our loved ones who have strayed away from the faith, that they encounter kind of their own Ambrose on their path, someone who will help encourage them to come back to the church and the sacraments.
1: Yes, yeah, a wonderful point, Josh, wonderful point. Uh, so often I, I get stopped you know, by by parents or, or grandparents, you know, with adult children, or even younger children, maybe in you know early twenties or, so, or so, who um, who have strayed from the faith, and and the parents will say to me, "Geez, Father, i we sent our children to Catholic school and we did our faith so well, and now my son and my daughter doesn't go to church anymore, or rarely, or maybe has left the faith or doesn't believe." And, and there's great sadness, you know, in in their hearts and. And I'm sure every family is listening has that somewhere, you know, in, in, in their family tree, you know, where someone has, has left, and there's no fault of, of the parent or the grandparent, uh, but how the world just kind of keeps us alive at times, you know, and, and, our, and our children and grandchildren. And so, yeah, uh, Ambrose would be a great thing to, to point out, too, because, uh, as we know from his, his life, he was a uh, bishop of Milan, one of the four great doctors of the church, and his goodness, his holiness, influenced uh, the great saint Augustine, who himself had wandered away. And, and I, no doubt through the prayers of of uh, Augustine's mom, Monica, one of our great saints, and, and through the help and intercession and assistance of Louis Ambrose, Augustine, and of course God's grace, uh, Augustine you know, did turn his life around and became you know, the great saint that we know. I would encourage our, our listeners if, if that... Is their family? You know, if there's some folks that wandered away, to to definitely pray. And Ambrose would be a great saint to pray you know, during the season of Advent, uh, along with our Blessed Mother and Saint Joseph and Zona Baptist. But uh, Ambrose and Saint Monica would be a wonderful saints to, to turn to, and to be patient with with your children. And there's no better way than by your your model of faith. You know, by your by your modeling, continue to model the faith and the love that you've shown your children throughout the years. Continue as a model of that, you know, and and, and and pray that that example, maybe not in your lifetime, but we pray in, in their lifetime, and bring those who strayed back to the practice of the faith and the joy of the faith that, that we all share. Um, so it's uh, it's certainly a cross that many parents bear these days and grandparents, but know uh, you're not alone. Uh, no, you're not alone, and, and many people of faith are praying with you and for you and with your, your loved ones that they can once again discover the joy of our Catholic faith and and come home again. Uh,
0: Father, we're literally down to maybe the last 60 to 90 seconds here, but we've been talking about a lot of things dealing with spiritual family. But if if we talk about our family here on Earth during Advent, any quick advice for somebody on how to keep that focus on Advent with your family, not get caught too far ahead in the planning and all of the Christmas events and get togethers?
1: Well, we, we all love all the celebrations around, around uh, Advent and preparation for Christmas, but it's so important to model those great, great characters we spoke about today our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and John the Baptist and, and, and to point the way to Christ. The real meaning of this. Like that. So I do encourage families who are listening, and all of us, you know, to, to create that, that sacred space in your home during Advent. So your children, your grandchildren who may be visiting recognize the true season, the true reason for for the season. Have that manger, you know, displayed in your home. You know, the whole Christmas crush uh, so vividly displays what the season is all about. You know, have, have an Advent candle, if possible, and, and an Advent wreath, you know, the Christmas lights in our, in our windows and, and our, on our trees reflect more the decorations that, that reflect the light of Christ that comes into the world. And so, you know, let that be so meaningful. You know, for, for families with with maybe younger children, maybe you can plan ways to, you know, to uh, do some good things for local cities at home. Take advantage of the opportunities in your local parishes, for Advent pendant services, for, for Christmas concerts. Yeah.
0: For Look for those opportunities. opportunities yeah. Yeah, and Father, we are now. just out of time now. here. So I'm going to ask, uh, would you offer all of our listeners, in about <laughs> the last 10 seconds here, uh, a blessing for them as we conclude the hour today?
1: Well, may God's blessing be with all of our loved ones. And our listeners, may St. Joseph, Blessed Mother, and Baptist increase our faith. May God's blessing be with all of you, the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Father Vince Guest, thank you so much for being with us on the program today, and I hope you have a blessed Advent. And of course, if you missed any portion of the program today, go back and find the podcast at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Have a blessed weekend.